Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? Ho, ho, ho! It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Well, welcome to our show. I'm Jeff. Hi, and I'm Patty. And we are rocking the RV life. Uh-huh. You know, we just recently mentioned that we got a new RV. We needed the extra space. Got about eight feet more, yes. which is good. Oh, I love it so much. We got a 38-foot RV now. Even though it's eight feet longer, it's wider because both sides open. Yes, both sides have slides, so it just opens up. Makes really it wide. bigger. It is. Inside. Yep. Yeah. Which huge. is where it counts. It feels huge. Mm-hmm. Like oh. I'm in a mansion. <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to drive. Yeah. <laughs> if you will remember the other day, it takes a little bit to get the cornering down. Yeah. Because that back wheel will kind of drag and kind of oh. lag across a corner if you're not careful about pulling further out before you make your turn. Right. And I did so in an RV park and drove the back <gasps> couple of wheels through some pretty deep mud. Oh, I made a mess. Gosh, I was so furious. Oh, yeah, because it was all <laughs> clean and new. Well, we were heading out because we had to get propane. Right. So we were just going to leave and come back. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he drives into the mud. Well, I said, you know what? You're stopping at the dump station. I got to rinse that off with the hose. Yeah, with the dump station hose, she starts rinsing it off. And I'm like, oh, you know, we can get this later. No, no, no. no. We got to do it now. We got to do it now. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to drive it down the street with all the mud spraying everywhere all over. No, and no, no, no. To further the misery, <laughs> you dropped the hose. Oh, oh, it slipped out of my hand and it was just going all over the place Flew and all over spraying the me. And it's like, she oh, got soaked. No, I was so so mad she gets back in the <laughs> rv and she is having kittens <laughs> uh, but oh. at least i got all the mud off so yeah, we exactly. drove away clean <laughs> you know one of the biggest topics right now that everybody is talking about fuel prices <sighs> and there's three schools of thought mm-hmm. some people it's not affecting them they're continuing to do what they do right others you mean it's not affecting them because they have loads of money well, probably, or yeah. they are budgeting differently. Okay. You know, who knows what their situation is. Mm-hmm. Others, though, are cutting way back. Yeah. And some people have actually sold their rigs or their campers. Right. And they're not going to do this anymore. Right. And then there's others who have kind of found a way to get around it by staying in places longer. Yes. In other words, That's you smart. go to one park, mm-hmm. you stay there for two weeks right. instead of traveling every three days or whatever the case might be Mm -hmm. it cuts down on fuel costs but if you stay for like say like a month at a time it's cheaper right that way so that helps too yeah it's cheaper with the campground rate right 
Boy, I'll tell you, everybody you talk to, that's mm. the first thing that comes out of their mouth. Oh, talking yeah. about these high fuel prices. Yeah, this is not good. No, it's not. Also, here's <sighs> something else. We had a recall yeah. on our new RV. We sure did. <laughs> and it was actually for a steering mechanism bolt that they just wanted to make sure it was tightened. And we took it into General RV where we purchased it from. Mm-hmm. These people are great. Oh, they are. They have a thing called oh. Keep You Camping, yeah. and it doesn't matter. You just pull in. You don't need an appointment. And if you have an issue, boom, they take good care of you. Yeah, that's great. And we also had another issue with a blown fuse. Right. And that worked out real well, too. Right. So. But, you know, speaking of recalls, there is a website called Auto Recalls for Consumer, ARFC.org. Mm-hmm. And you go into the RV section You can find all the recalls that are current and that are past. It's fascinating to look at that. There's a lot of uh, recalls right now on a lot of these new motor homes and fifth wheels and trailers. Right. So it's interesting to look it up in case you didn't get the information in the mail. You know, that's really important. It really is. Mm -hmm. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA, has a website nhtsa.gov. Well, I'll put all that in the description with links. And you can literally look up any kind of a recall based on your VIN number, Mm -hmm. manufacturer, whatever the case might be. That's nice. And it doesn't matter if it's a car, if it's a truck, if it's an RV, whatever. That's great. You can Mm -hmm. find out. Now, I looked up our RV Mm -hmm. and we found a couple. And we also found, remember when we got the Baystar RV yes. about a year and, well, it was about 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the issues we had, we were adjusting the seat, the driver's seat. To turn it so that it would face into the living room. And the wires pinched underneath. Mm-hmm. They weren't really secured very well underneath the seat. Right. And it's a good thing you figured that out. Right. And because I was able to fix it myself, but it, the wires were getting extremely hot. Yeah. How did you figure it out? Because it got hot? It felt hot? What, oh, yeah. What I was it? I looked I don't under remember. there and stopped working. Yeah. The oh, seat that's wouldn't right. work. Oh, that's right, because it's, it's an electric seat. Right. So the seat stopped so I, working. I see under there that the yeah. wires are pinched, and right. it's all metal. Yeah, and it was hot. And it was hot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't blowing any fuses, but the seat wasn't working, mm-hmm. and it was getting extremely hot. So yeah. I so was starting to taped, freak out a little bit. Yeah, so you taped it up. I got some needle nose pliers, and I taped the pliers so I wouldn't short anything out, mm-hmm. and gently grabbed the wires and pulled them out from the pinch and was able to actually uh, extract them and then wrap them again with electrical tape mm-hmm. and secured them so that if we did turn the seat, it wouldn't happen again. Right. But sure enough, right now, just yep. about a month ago... There is a recall on that. ...on all those RVs, mm-hmm. and they want you to check the seats. Yes. They want you to make sure that your seat doesn't pinch and yep. cause a fire. Yeah. And it only took them about a year and two months <laughs> right. to figure that <laughs> to out. To figure that out. They must have got a lot of people in there complaining about that. Well, Finally I remember figured I it complained. Out. Yeah. And I told them. Yeah. I said, this is a major safety yeah. issue. Yeah. I'm surprised it took them that long to... I'm not. Oh. You know mm-hmm. how it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, another thing that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. was boondocking. Oh, yes. We've been doing a lot of boondocking. We have. And boondocking is when you don't use any hookups. Right. No not, sewer hookup. Not plugged into electric, and we're just out sitting out on our own, which and we are right now. You have your own water. <laughs> yep, right now. We That's are not hooked doing. up to anything. Mm-hmm. We're on some private property, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's really nice here. Oh, it is. It's, it's quiet. I love the site. Our maximum is two to three days, so right. we'll head out. We use up all our water. Yeah. The batteries start crying. Yeah. (laughs) We use the generator. We try not to use it as much. 
But you know, we're going to get an expert with boondocking on right. here very well, shortly. Well, my problem was I couldn't get a campsite for this weekend because <laughs> everything was already booked up because it's Memorial Weekend. Mm-hmm. But we lucked out and got this wonderful boondocking site. So yeah, I can't complain. Exactly. And it doesn't cost anything. There's actually two different ways. There's boondocking and there's dry camping. Okay. And a lot of people What's the difference? mix them up. Well, dry camping is actually, if you went to an event, like let's say we we're going to go to the Albuquerque Balloon Festival. Yeah. And we were going to be in a park for RVs, but there are no hookups. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes when you go to an event like that, they provide, you know, vendors that'll come through with trucks that will pump out your sewage and give you fresh water. Mm-hmm. That's dry camping. Boondocking is when you're really off the grid. Okay. Now, we're off the grid where we are. We're just not out in the far woods somewhere. Right, Which right. I think would really be a cool thing. And there's plenty of BLM land, the Bureau of Land Management, mm-hmm. out west where mm-hmm. you can take a big rig like ours right. and literally drive it off a paved highway onto like a dirt road. Some of them are really smooth and you can really get far away from civilization. Now that is boondocking. But for where we are, I guess this would be more dry camping than anything else. But I think the problem with that, with the BLM land out west there, if you get off the grid, you probably wouldn't have cell service. If you get too far out. (laughs) I wouldn't like that. Who cares? (laughs) I got to have my phone connected somehow. That would drive me crazy. Talk about driving me crazy. But (laughs) anyway, anyway, we're talking about fuel prices. Airline fares are up. Car rentals are up. RV sales are still robust. Mm. There is a shortage of trucks to pull the big fifth wheels and toy haulers. Yeah, the pickup trucks. So it's a crazy economy. Mm Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have a couple of good friends, Jim and Melinda Mantel, and they started doing what we're doing, Mm -hmm. living and traveling full-time in an RV. And they started about five months after we started. Mm -hmm. Now, you and Jim were on the radio at the same time doing morning shows in Cleveland back in the 80s, Mm -hmm. 90s. Uh I was the rock and roll morning show. Mm -hmm. He was the country western morning (laughs) show. And of course, we've been friends for... Geez, nearly 50 years. Yeah. So we want to check in with them because Jim and Melinda always have some kind of story. <laughs> yeah. Something always happens with them. I know. Them. It's so fun to hear what they're doing. And they also have some very interesting friends, including a former Major League Baseball player manager. Oh, yes. So anyway, they know that we're going to be calling them. They're actually driving through Oregon. They're actually driving the Columbia River Gorge. Right. That is beautiful. They're driving through Oregon, east of Portland, headed to Idaho on 84. And Patty, you're right. It's called the Columbia River Gorge. Yeah. Spectacular. Oh, we drove through there. It was so pretty. Now they know we're calling them. Mm -hmm. And the phone's ringing. Great. (laughs) Well, good afternoon. Hey, how you guys doing? Well, good now that we're here. It was an amazing, amazing drive through the uh, Columbia River Valley. 
84 going through the course. It's just amazing. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Did you have a sunny day or is it cloudy or? Um, a little bit of both. Oh, okay, cool. And yeah. Kind of partly cloudy. The last time we kind of caught up with you, you guys were in Yosemite and you were getting ready to leave. And then something came up. You guys made a big change. Yeah, we were needing a little more space. We had a discussion one night and that if we were going to keep doing this for a longer period of time, we needed a little more room. Mm-hmm. So we started looking and of course we immediately found two RVs that we liked. One was in Washington and one was in Phoenix. Of course, we're in Northern California. And even despite being that far north, Phoenix was closer than Washington State. And we liked the one really? in okay. Phoenix a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It's much bigger, 39 feet. And it had more bells and whistles. We didn't want a washer and dryer, but we got a washer and dryer. Okay, but what do you so, think yeah, of it now? Have, do you love your washer and dryer, though? I mean, it's got to be awesome, right? It is. It's nice. It's convenient. You don't have to mess with the apps. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. She likes it a lot. Oh, yeah. That's, so, all, that's all that matters. But, yep. <laughs> but what we don't have that I don't like is we don't have any vertical storage space. So the broom, the vacuum cleaner mm. has nowhere to live. That would be the vertical closet where the washer and dryer is. Right. Exactly. Well, how do you like it? We, we like it a lot. It drives so much better. Mm-hmm. But, of course, there's always a but. So we pick it up. And we make a deadhead run in two and a half days back up to Oregon. We're on the coast of Oregon. And we didn't know this, but you're not supposed to come to Oregon in the springtime because all it does is rain. (laughs) And it's raining, and it's raining, and it's raining. Oh, no. And sometime on day two of constant rain, Melinda looks up and goes, why is water coming out of that light in our ceiling? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just, Just like the old Three Stooges. Uh, we have water dripping through one of our light fixtures. So I immediately called the guy we bought it from in Phoenix and said, we got a roof leak. And he said, how close are you to Portland? And I said, well, we're about three hours. Actually, we were on our way to Florence. He said, well, just keep going to Portland. I've contacted them and they'll get you in. This was on a Saturday. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. So I said, who do we contact when we get there? And he texted me a phone number. Of course, we called her. She has no idea what we're talking about. Oh, of course. <laughs> and it turns out that this guy's manager and the manager of the Portland store had worked together. So they knew each other. He talked to him. He called the store. Anyway, in the, in the game of telephone that got played between all of these phone calls, what they said was, we can't get them in until Tuesday morning, but we can see them Tuesday at 9. Wow. So fortunately, I called before we actually got off of the road and started heading to Portland because that would have just really not been good. Oh, yeah. So we we went there Tuesday, and it turns out that because the RV had been in Phoenix where it never rains, they had no way of knowing that there was a roof leak. But my contention and their contention in Portland was, like, I went up on the roof to try and figure out where the leak was, and I didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. But I don't know RV roofs. So the guy got up there, and he said, oh, this whole roof needs to be recaught. The whole that every screw on here is loose. Water's coming in around every screw. Wow. And you know that feeling. I was ready to go home. I know that feeling well. That's when you go, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. They fixed it and they and they covered it. It would have been uh, roughly thirteen or $1,400. I don't know how many tubes of caulk they went through on this thing. Wow. But uh, they took care of it and so far so good. So that's been the only real 
hiccup. You know, we have some issues with the levelers, but it's a different leveling system, and I'm not sure I understand it, although it's supposed to be automatic. And when it's not automatic, then you have to do it manually, uh, and I'm not sure why it does that. But other than that, man, it, it drives so much better. It rides so much better. We have enough room that um, we can get far enough away from each other that there's no chance of bloodshed. <laughs> you know what? So, we noticed that same thing. Yeah, we have the same thing going, too. <laughs> kind of nice. We can actually walk past each other without having to turn sideways and sidestep. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know whether or not you wanted to mention this or not, but you guys had some special help moving when you were in Phoenix from one RV to the other. Oh, man. The Hargrove Moving and Storage Company showed up. Mike and Sharon drove up from Tucson. <laughs> and helped us move stuff from one RV to the other. I say moving in storage because they helped us move. We have a condo in Tucson not far from their house. It's been three years, and we've had at least one thing, and more than one most of the time, stored in their garage the entire time. We have the key to the house. We have the garage code. We, we just come and go. They drove up from Tucson and helped us carry stuff back and forth, and uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun. and. Uh, Man, it was 90-some degrees. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was hot. Yeah, those are good friends. I'll tell you, when uh, Mike Hargrove, there's a picture of him carrying a vacuum cleaner. It looks like... Yeah, that was about the only thing I think he carried, actually. <laughs> uh-huh. But it looked like he was carrying his bat. <laughs> well, A, he doesn't carry a lot of stuff unless they're golf clubs. And B, I'm not sure he'd know which end of the vacuum cleaner to hold. <laughs> <laughs> they're good friends. They came up, got a hotel room, and helped us move all that stuff. Otherwise, we might still be in Phoenix trying to move stuff. I just remember asking you the, the tricks of how do you go from one to the other, and your advice was just throw it. Right. And that's pretty much what we did. <laughs> uh, we had an issue with the brand new one as well as a matter of fact two issues one of which was a recall oh no oh yeah we're famous for buying new rvs and having them recalled (laughs) this was a recall because they wanted to check this steering there was a bolt on the steering that could be loose it could come off and you could lose control and have a wreck (laughs) here's my question you hear about this stuff all the time how does that happen was there just a guy who was hung over that day and wasn't tightening the bolts? Was he just a derelict and unable to tighten every bolt? How, how does that happen? Or Very did, good question. Is he laying underneath the RV, tightening up the bolts, and gets a phone call? Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, how many went by before I got back off the phone and was able to pick up my wrench again? Right. right. So, oh, God. That and another thing, we pulled into where we were staying, and I put the emergency brake on and put it in neutral because it's a diesel pusher it doesn't have a park i put the brake on and the brake engages so i know that we're okay but all of a sudden ding 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 and i'm getting prompted the emergency brake is not engaged so what does that tell the computer on the rv not to open the slides not to start the generator not to do this not to not do to that put the jacks down oh my. Yeah. so anyway we took it and we got it in immediately so i gotta hand it to the uh folks at General RV. They fixed the recall. It was actually fine. They documented it. There was no loose bolt. And they found out that it was a fuse that had blown on the uh, brake module. And they did everything in the world to try to make it uh, blow again. And it hasn't. And it's all been good. You guys are experts at changing fuses now with the refrigerator on the old one and now this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, there's something about recalls and fuses. Yeah. So hopefully now this is it. We also had this happen to us. So we pick up the RV in Phoenix and we're driving back 
and we're, and we're trying to get back on track to where we're supposed to be, which is in Oregon. So we're driving through the middle of nowhere, California. Right. And there is a place where two highways in the middle of nowhere, California intersect. And next to that is a little place where everybody pulls off. So we pulled off because it was past lunchtime. And uh, we have the residential refrigerator like you guys do when you're new one, but we don't have the locking system on it to keep the doors closed. Mm-hmm. There is one, but it, it's goofy. But anyway, regardless whether it works or not, I forgot to hook it back up and started driving. So of course, as soon as I make a slight turn, the refrigerator doors fly open, oh, a couple no. things fall oh, on the floor. No. Oh, God. Belinda calls me all sorts of names <laughs> because I, I was stupid. So I figure I'll just pull oh. over and we'll, we'll put this thing back together. We'll put the straps on it that we're supposed to be there. And uh, I, I had seen the signs that said caution, soft shoulder, but I didn't know exactly what that meant. Right. So when you pull a 39-foot RV towing a Jeep into soft sand, mm-hmm. you get stuck. Oh, yeah. So here we are, and I'm not kidding. It's the middle. I can't even begin to tell you where we were. Right. And all of a sudden, I can't get the RV going again. So I go back and look, and the front wheels of the Jeep are turned side. So I have disconnected the Jeep, and there's not a lot of traffic on this road, fortunately. And I'm just getting ready to go back and try and drive the RV out of the sand. It it wasn't stuck bad. It was the wheels of the Jeep, I was pretty sure. It looked really bad. And a guy in an F-150 stopped, and he said, look, this is only an F-150, and I got a tow strap. I don't know if I can pull that thing out or not. And I said, you know what? I think I can drive it out. He parked in the middle of the road with his flashers on, because, of course, we're just on the backside of the hill. Right. I, I had to rock it a couple times back and forth, but I, I managed to drive it out, and then we had to hook the car back up without being in the soft sand. So the very first RV we bought over a year ago, we didn't even have it an hour, and I backed it into the garage and broke the ladder. <laughs> we didn't have this one six hours, and I got it stuck in the sand. <laughs> Oh, Oh, God. And you're on one of those two-lane highways out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And they're going 90 miles an hour over the crest of the hill. Oh, of course. Exactly. So how do you guys like your new one? We like it. We like it a lot. I love it. I think it's the room that really satisfies us the most. It's so spacious. Yeah. And I love the two bathrooms. You are so excited about the two bathrooms and the washer and dryer. Oh, yeah. Which one is your bathroom, Patty? (laughs) She's got stuff in both of them. I do. They're both mine. (laughs) I've been going outside. (laughs) But it's nice because if he's in one, I can go in the other. So it's awesome. Right. But you know what I really like the most is the uh, residential refrigerator. It's fantastic. We have a huge refrigerator. Oh, I'm so tired of not, or was so tired of trying to jam stuff in there sideways. Yeah. And still leaving a for air to move around inside to keep everything cool. And I and we have ice maker in ours that comes out the door in water, so we don't have to use our countertop ice maker anymore. Oh, that's nice. That is. Have you found anything reasonable with gas or a way to... I've never done this much math in my life trying to figure out how to buy gas. Oh, I know. We're in the same boat here. Uh, gasoline got up to almost $5 a gallon here in northern Ohio, and it has uh, slipped back to about 4 49 in that regard that's regular gas diesel fuel i'm afraid to even look so i luckily i haven't uh, needed to fuel up yet i'm at a half a tank after i bought this and it came with a full tank which is a hundred gallons do the math we've been in california and oregon so gas is 
five and change, uh, mm-hmm. California five. I've, I've, like I said, I've never done so much math, but between Costco and, uh, of course, there aren't a lot of Sam's Clubs out here and Gas Buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm finding now, and I've got like 230 miles to go tomorrow, and I have 260 miles worth of gas. But gas, like we're on the border of uh, Washington and Oregon, and the closer I get to Spokane, the cheaper gas gets. There's nothing over $5 a gallon in Spokane. Well, that's good. Oh, man. And I never thought I would say that's good to something around five bucks. Right. It makes no sense. It's crazy. I'll tell you one thing, though. It's tough getting used to driving a 38-foot RV. I'm very careful with the corners because I drove it through the mud. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And uh, got in trouble with Patty. Oh, yeah. But it is a big difference from a 30-footer, you know? Yeah, I've I've only dragged the Jeep across one curb so far. I stopped in a Costco to get gas the other day and I'm like third in line and of course I take up the whole lane when I pull up to the pump and I'm looking ahead and I have to make a really sharp left hand turn to get out of there and I'm like oh crap I don't I'm gonna have to disconnect the car I don't have enough room and it turned out I did but for about three minutes I sat there in, in a cold sweat oh, right yeah yeah I know that feeling but nobody at the at the gas pump likes me anyway because with an 80 gallon tank it takes forever to fill up, especially if your credit card maxes out and you have to reinsert your credit card. Right. Like you're sitting behind somebody and you see them putting the hose back in the pump. You think, oh, go good, they're done. Then I put the card back in, take the hose back out. Ugh. So they're, they're already mad at me for just being there. And then if I had to disconnect the car. Right. right. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I also look at it as, hey, it's your fault. If you're dumb enough to get behind somebody in an RV. That's you true. Get what you <laughs> That's right. right. And then, of course, we get behind the ones who are at the pump and they pump their gas and then they have to go in and buy a candy bar. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah. They just leave their car. And they leave the car there. In Oregon, you can't pump your own gas. They pump it for you. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. With some of the places, I've had to go inside and prepay. Mm-hmm. Like, so inefficient. I, you know, I, I can do this. Right. Yeah, I know. It's so, crazy. It was so annoying when we were there. In Jersey's the same way, apparently. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we pump it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like you're having a good time despite. We are. Uh, the drive today through the Columbia River Gorge, holy cow, was that? I mean, I, I still think that Sedona's prettier, mm-hmm. but this was pretty good for a drive. And you guys are camped yeah. out tonight right along there somewhere, right? Yeah, we're right on the river. We can, uh, in fact, when we hang up, we're probably going to go outside and set our chairs up and watch the river go by. Oh, the Columbia nice. River. Yep, it's pretty nice here. This is, this is a city park, too, and it's really nice. That's the way to do it. Oh, yes. Well, we wanted to check in and see how you guys are doing. Obviously, it sounds like you're doing really well. Oh, yeah. We are. We're, we're hanging in there and having fun and getting ready to go into Idaho, which is, you've been to Idaho, and I, we haven't, so, but everybody, including you, has said it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, we're spending a few nights there on a lake. Mm, okay, great. Travel safe, and uh, once again, thanks. Yep. Good time talking to you. Pour a drink and go sit by the river. Take care. Well, that's the latest from our good friends Jim and Melinda Mantell on the road in their RV. They're actually in Oregon somewhere. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're going to have a pretty nice night tonight on that river. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for going to our website, rockingthervlife.com. We really appreciate the emails that we've been receiving. 
As a matter of fact, I've got a great idea. What? We ought to read some of the emails on our next episode. Yes, let's do that. Because we've really had some great things sent to us from some great people, and we really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it for another week. Stay tuned next Monday for our next episode. Mm -hmm. In the meantime... Stay safe out there and just keep having fun. It's the Rockin' the RV Life Podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends. 